Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insight, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Do you ever find the person in your life, the person that you identify as a hijackal or narcissistic person that we talk about here, asks questions out of the blue that are humiliating or you don't want to answer or you can see it's a trap. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode and what you should do with those questions because that's super important, super important to know what to do. Um, They will make outrageous asks. Why not? You have nothing to lose. You might say yes. And if you've been in a pattern of trying to please them, you just might say yes. And we don't want that happening any further. So give you some insights into what to do in that case in this episode as well. Now, I might start with easy things, outrageous but easy, things around the house, getting something done, doing a a project, a long-term project, or they get you to do it by promising they'll help you, but they don't. And they end up you doing something that you perhaps was not even something that you were physically capable of doing without harm and they will cajole you into doing it and even if you hurt yourself they don't care or it could be personal do it just for me tasks you know come on honey make make me happy do it just for me show me that you love me or it could be spiritually based where we're supposedly This family is all aligned in our spiritual beliefs and we're going ahead with what it is that we believe in. Then all of a sudden, one person, and mostly tonight, going to be talking about male hijackals, begins to not not follow the spiritual path at all, but demand that you do. And they will push themselves to the limits of having affairs or having sex in the bathroom or doing outrageous things while holding you to the strictest, strictest possible way. And then they will ask you to join them in their debauchery or in their um, defiance of the rules. And then they will make you wrong for not wanting to, his horrible circle, because you don't want to do it. Because if you did it, you would be going against what it says you believe. So you're going to get it. You're going to be in trouble with the hijackal, no matter what. 
You don't do what they want you to do. So they're angry about that. You do what they want you to do. And then they make you into a hypocrite and tell you that you shouldn't want those things. There to see what a terrible person you are. So these outrageous questions really need to be seen for what they are. They need to be seen up front. And sometimes you're too close. Remember, I've taught you many times. Take the four healthy steps back. Get out of being up close and personal in the conversation and the fear and take four healthy steps back where you can see it much more broadly. And these, then you will identify. That's a terrible question. You don't ask a hijackle, why are you asking me a terrible question? You just notice that you're being asked a terrible question. And one way you can tell is if a person who was not the hijackle you're close to asked you that question, wouldn't you be outraged? None of your business. That's nothing for us to be talking about. Where do you get the idea you have the right to ask me that? That's what you would be thinking if it wasn't the hijackle. So start thinking about how the hijackle took away little by little by little by little your rightful annoyance, rage uh, at there being a question of that nature at all. Because that's what happens over time. They just move the marker, always moving the marker. It's important to see. And if they can get you to do something, uh, what is a hijackle all about? Winning. So if they can get you to do something, they won. They're excited. You know, even the small stuff, they can get you to do it. They're just practicing their power moves. But if they can get you to do something that's extreme, something that they didn't think you would say yes to, they give themselves more points. Let's just think a few of these things. Household things on demand. You know, <clears throat> I've worked with clients who, and again, mostly tonight, the narcissistic hijackers I'm speaking of are males and their their prey are females. And <clears throat> it's just because of the examples I've chosen. But in the household, the hijackal will keep you awake to have you handy if they want sex or food. I've worked with, with people who have, haven't had a night's sleep that really counted in weeks and weeks, if not months, because the hijackle won't allow it. <clears throat> they keep wanting, that, wanting their partner on call, ready to meet their needs. And that's an outrageous ask. Why shouldn't you be able to relax? Why shouldn't you be able to sleep? You're not there to meet their every need at the moment that they want it. But notice that. Notice how that goes. You may have become way too far away from that by now. 
you've been with one for a while and you think, oh, well, best thing is just to do it and get it over with. I hope you'll think differently at the end of this episode. And they, they may monitor your weight. I've had several clients whose hijackal partners made them weigh themselves every morning and evening and diet accordingly in between times because they had to stay at a perfect weight. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. Hormonal changes in women can change the scale two, three pounds in a, a few days. We all know that. But a hijacker will use that. So, outrageous asks, how much do you weigh? You don't get any food today. All you can have is Diet Coke and cigarettes. And let's talk about the spiritual side. Okay. The spiritual rules, following, or <clears throat> if you don't follow them, you're a hypocrite. And actually, they, <clears throat> they want to find you as a hypocrite so they can be righteous and win. So they're always looking for something that you do wrong. And if you find yourself in a situation, and I've worked with many people who have been in and out of cults or in and out of very strict religion, religions, and they've sued a hijackal perfectly because the hijackal will put on a show and pretend that they're following the precepts when they're not. But they'll throw you under the bus in a moment to show what a terrible lot of work you have to go through dealing with with you and and all of the things that you are you're not learning. You know what I'm talking about, especially if you've been in a in a spiritual environment like that. And you know the pillar of a church can have an affair and nobody will take any umbrage at all. Now, how is that? How is that possible that that's supposed to be a don't, a don't do, but when somebody does it, they turn their eye from it. But they wouldn't turn their eye if you did it. You would turn the spotlight on you. And this is where we get these two ways where you can be asked to do outrageous things. And yet those same outrageous things done by the hijackal all in the day's work. Nothing in particular there. So they will overlook and diminish and accept the bad behavior of the hijackal and and then they will highlight and scream your bad behavior whether you had bad behavior or not in order to keep you looking poorly in the eyes of others so that the hijackal has reason to be hard on you and that's 
It was terrible. But it happened. Now, uh, many hijackals have long-term porn habits. And I just want to talk about this one straight up tonight. You know, there's a lot of porn <laughs> that is watched by hijackals. Now, it's a strange phenomenon. They like to watch porn because they're watching someone dominate someone else. They want you to watch the porn. They want you to do what's happening on the screen, except from watching the porn, they don't have the strength to participate in the activity, and somehow that becomes your fault. And they unreasonably compare you to the people in the porn. Maybe you've had that happen. And they tell you that you don't meet their needs, but they, they're having their needs met by watching porn. And no, you are not required for them to get their needs met. And yet they're complaining about things. They're, they, they watch the porn, nothing left for you. And then that's your fault. Never had that said to you? You know, if, if you met my needs, I wouldn't need the porn, but they get off on the porn and you don't have the opportunity to meet their needs anyway. It's kind of crazy. Now, if you have outrageous asks, and you will, outrageous questions, because as a hijackal feels more and more powerful, they will just feel more and more brazen or bold, and they'll just straight up ask, ask you to do outrageous things. And, and they always, or at least most of the time, will play the card, well, you, won't, you tell me you love me, so you will do that, right? You tell me you want to make me happy, so you will do that. Now, we've fallen out of the equation of making happy and loving people when a partner is asking you to do things that are slavish, that are um, demeaning, degrading. They have no significance in terms of um, the health of the relationship, except, of course, to make it sicker. Um, and yet they will, they will push for that, but they will keep bringing out the phrase, well, you love me and you want to make me happy, and this is what will make me happy. Problem is, it only makes them happy in that moment. It'll be something else a half hour from now. And that's where we need to really start calibrating these questions, these asks, that are where these asks for acts that are unhealthy and poor patterns of relationship, but they want they want to see that happening. And they'll ask. I bet if everyone listening here, who I asked you to put up your hand if you've ever been asked to do something outrageous physically or sexually, 
a hijackal, you would put up your hand because you're there alone and no one can see you. It would happen. But you need to be able to recognize what is an outrageous ask. And giving in to their demand is a bottomless pit. So please, if you've ever had that feeling, I might as well just do it to keep the bees. We've got to break that down. That is not keeping the peace. That's keeping you in pieces. Right? I understand that you've learned that. Do it. Keep the peace. Don't talk about it. Get it over with. It'll be all right. But that's the, that's the shoot to the bottom of the pit. And it's so important. So important to start moving away from it. Now, I've told you many times, unless there's really overt abuse going on, and I mean any any abuse that you can call the police for, um, you deal with it that way. But if they're, they're pushing these things, they're pushing for um, things that are unhealthy, things that are on the edge of sadistic, needing to have their power moment all the time. They may not be ready to say, go or stop that or I'll leave if you continue. You may not be at that stage. You may be at a stage where you just have to be using the personal weather report and saying, no, that doesn't work for me. I have no interest in that. I have enough on my plate. I won't be doing that. How do you handle that? What's your response? Do you go to the, might as well do it and get it over with? Or where are you with that? And when I say step back from the edge, or do it because it gets it over with. You may need to get some help and move in a direction that will stop you from feeling like you have to say yes to this stuff. Come on over to um, joinintoday.com. That's the my Emerging Empowered Community. Come on over there. Lots of great discussions. We have three times a month, an hour-long group call. You can ask me anything. And so much great information for you. Join in today.com. Don't let yourself get into this place where you are just being worn down, torn down. Um, and it's you're almost given up. You just do anything in order to keep the peace. If you notice that within yourself, start reminding yourself, this is not okay with me. This is this is not okay with me. I'm not going to do this anymore. And if the hijackal pulls out the, if you loved me, you do what I ask. You know, turn the, turn the event around and ask if, if they would do that if themselves, 
you know, ask them the outrageous question. Hey, you run a risk, of course, because they may find that kind of risky. But, you know, ask them an outrageous question. And then they say, well, I'm not going to do it. Well, you soon find out this is a one-sided power trip. They want to win. They want to make you do something. But you don't have to do without them by doing what they want that you're very uncomfortable with. You do not have to do that. So stick with that. Keep that in mind because it's true. Um, now, narcissistic people ask inappropriate questions. They ask invasive questions. And this is where you can begin to teach them that you have a private life. They don't get access to your entire private life. They just don't. Now, remember, big thing to always remember, and it's so easy to forget because narcissistic people look like everybody else. And so you attribute things to them that you would attribute to friends that you love and care about. And so you attribute things to them like empathy. They don't have any. So don't attribute empathy to them. They don't have it. They may, they may seem to have it. But at the bottom line, they're only interested in themselves. And they don't think how a question will make you feel. They don't think about you in that way. So because they're lacking in empathy, they will ask a question. And they will actually not care how it makes you feel. And sometimes you have to instruct them about that. Um, sometimes you can just ask them the same question back and say, well, what would your response be? What are your answers? Now, they don't like it. I'm not suggesting hijackles like to be questioned. We all know that's. That's the truth. They don't. But you can, just with that neutral tone, remember it's all in developing the neutral tone and using the personal weather report. Now, that's an interesting question you asked me. What would your answer be if I asked you? And see what you get from that. Now, hijackles will push to see what they can get away with. They do, you know that. They're never satisfied. They've got to push and pull at it and pick at it and see they can get more and they can get more. Your job is to make sure they don't get any more. And if you keep giving into it, it's only going to get worse. So that's definitely not a direction that you want to go. And you will need to keep in mind that phrase, coercive control. Really important because hijackers are looking to establish coercive control. And here's a few things that are in within the definition of coercive control. They are, they are patterns or acts of assault, threat, humiliation, intimidation, 
and other abuse that is used to punish and frighten the other. Now you want to live your life being punished and threatened? Well, you may have already lived part of it being punished and threatened. Now it's time to say no more. Because if you think giving in to the wants and demands of the hijackle to prove your love isn't is gonna help. It isn't, and it never has. And as you drift back and look at the history of your relationship, you may have given in because you were tired of fighting, but it didn't help your relationship, did it? It didn't help you to give in. It didn't that moment, but it didn't over the time of the relationship. Are you afraid they'll leave if you don't do what they want? Examine that one carefully because you're already not liking how they're behaving. Why would you want them to stay? If you're not doing something that they want you to do, would get them to leave, which you usually won't anyway. <laughs> That's just them posturing. Um, that would be an easy way to get rid of them. But they don't go easily. Um, do you notice how quickly a hijackle will say, oh, I thought you loved me. I thought you told me you'd do anything for me. And they just whip right around and 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 take back one of those lovely moments that you had with them that seemed to be a moment where you were safe and you could be vulnerable and you were and you know what hijackles do with moments like that they just savor them they suck all the juice out of them they get all the information they can from you and then they weaponize it and use it against you later. This is true stuff. This is really how it happens. So it's important to think about. No, it's not about anybody being good or bad or right or wrong or weak or strong or whatever. It's seeing the patterns and saying, this pattern of my life is not serving me well, and I am not going to carry on with it. I am going to change it. And I may have to go slowly, or I may just bust and move all at once. But these patterns, they don't go away unless you do something. They don't. So you notice how quickly the hijacker will pull out the, oh, I thought you loved me. I thought you said you'd do anything for me. And then you say, yes, within my boundaries. Within my boundaries. Now, hijackal hates that you have boundaries. And maybe you don't have any. I'm sure some time now to get some. Because you need to teach them where you stop and they start. Where they can go and where they cannot. And that there are non-negotiable consequences for overstepping your boundaries. It's a big, 
thing to install are some non-negotiable boundaries. I've done some episodes on that. You'll find that. Or again, come over to joinintoday.com and be part of the conversations. Learn about boundaries. Learn about how to apply them to your individual situation. Uh, uh, It's really uh, control that they want. You know, that control is everything to them. It's power to the hijackal. It's getting you to do something uh, outrageous so that they can see how powerful they are and they can prove that they have power over you. Narcissists want what they think will make them feel good in the moment and they believe they're entitled to it. Now remember I said a few minutes ago, they may be asking this outrageous thing in the moment because it seems like it would give them a good feeling. But if you can learn to talk through a period of time, that desire for that may go away and you may be able to dodge the matter. Um, But you need to know that they feel entitled to ask and they actually, most of them, feel entitled to receive. And there's no respect in it and there is no, not one, of the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. There is no equality, there's no reciprocity, and there is no mutuality. So it's a no-go until those things are established. And the worst a hijackal feels, they have the right for sex on demand. As I've said, I've put a caveat on this episode. I'm mostly talking about male hijackals. And they will get very involved in using sex for power. And your feelings do not concern them because they don't care about the empathy. They, They don't have much. And they don't care whether you're liking this or not, whether you have feelings about it whether you have thoughts about it, whether you have preferences. They don't. And I'm going to give you a case study. I worked with this woman years ago. She was very young when she was married off, married off into a a cult situation. Uh, Her parents totally approved of her being married to an older man. And she was sexually unaware, married off, and this man turned out to be a very twisted human. And so his sexual needs were demanding of things that were unhealthy. Uh, They were, to most people, disgusting, even to talk about. And they were definitely unhealthy. And she was young. She didn't know anything. She knew that this, she knew that she was good at taking orders. 
she'd been doing it all her life, living by the rule and doing what she was told. But this was a whole new level. And she was afraid to say no, even though she tried. And this this was a case where learning to say no at 15 was pretty difficult, especially when you were raised to say yes to your elders. And this elder happened to be a particularly powerful elder. So he made demands, sexual demands, and they were damaging to her, damaging. She ended up in the hospital many times. Her um, digestive system was compromised. Her reproductive system was compromised. She was ill frequently, all from meeting the needs of an outrageous hijackal. And this, it wasn't even kinky. It was just disgusting. Now, learning to say no becomes super important. And I've done lots of episodes on various ways of saying no, but I want to draw your attention to this one. When people ask you, when a hijackal asks you to do something outrageous, you need to be prepared. And if it's new to you to being prepared, by just saying, that won't work for me. Or tell me more about that and get them talking. Then you need some good tools to do things with that will help you learn to say no and know that you want to say no. But she didn't know how to say no. So when her husband died, she was still left after years and years of marriage with all of this horrendous health issue to take care of, all because she had not learned, nobody had helped her learn to say no. And I want to help you learn to say no to outrageous asks from hijackals and any other human. We don't want that, right? Hijackals are, are about inflicting pain. You know, they, they may be smiling while they're doing it, but they're about inflicting pain. And they, some of them want big pain, but sometimes just the look of fear or displeasure on your face is enough to give them pleasure that, oh, I made you uncomfortable, or I made you unhappy, or I I made you concerned about what's coming. So start noticing the outrageous demands and requests, the outrageous questions, and start working to form answers that will prolong the conversation so that you do not have to 
immediately say, well, let me just do this and get it over with. Because you give yourself away when you do that. And you know you're doing that. I know I'm not telling you anything you're not, and I don't want to make you feel badly. But you're giving yourself away when you do things that say, well, I'll just do it and get it over with. It doesn't matter if it hurts me, but I don't have to put up with it. A long conversation or a lot of yelling or a fight. I'll just do that and learn how to counter with some why questions and do that from a neutral-centered personal weather response, weather report place. Oh, why would that interest you? Maybe genuinely interested. Why would you like that to happen? What would that cause? And start expanding the conversation because sometimes talking about it encourages them further, but sometimes it's enough to calm them down. If they get enough talk about it, it, it loses its punch and they don't want to talk about it anymore. The narcissistic person asks for outrageous acts to punish you and to reassert their own uh, power and control and their grandiosity. It's always a desire for coercive control. They always want more control and they think they can get it by asking you to do something outrageous or to ask you an outrageous question. So use the personal weather report and stay in that neutral place. I've been talking to you that about that for the last 20 or so episodes. It's important to stay in a neutral, neutral place, neutral voice, neutral stance, neutral face, truly calm and interested. And that will help you stop feeling as though they've got you on a downhill, <laughs> pushing you further into some kind of uh, terrible bottomless pit. So I hope this has awakened you to thinking about the outrageous questions that you might be asked. And you've, have, you've become so used to it that you don't realize that these are outrageous questions. You think of them as his or her questions, um, but they are outrageous. Don't lose sight of what is healthier. And then use the personal weather report and the neutral stance to continue the conversation until hopefully the conversation runs out or buys you some time to think and say no, or buys you some time to learn more about why they want it and whether it would be all right for you to ask them that question. You know, a lot of these things I know, they are tricky and they are risky. It's risky to ask hijackals questions that they ask you 
because they want to be the smartest person in the room. And they can't be if you're asking them the same questions back. But if you can be in that neutral space and neutral phase and just be authentically curious, what about that interests you? Sometimes it'll work for you. And sometimes you just have to learn to read the hijackle so well that you can know when they're likely to ask an outrageous question and try not to be home. I know that that sounds like a throwaway, too good to be true thing, but sometimes it does happen. So I hope this has given you some insight into waking up to, am I being asked outrageous things and to do outrageous things or ask for outrageous things? Because a hijackal is just the person who will do it. And if you need further information, join the Emerging Empowered Community at joinintoday.com. It's a good one. And also, if you need materials, you can go and get my courses and books and everything at relationshipprograms.com. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. So glad you're here. If you enjoyed it tonight, come back. Come and listen to them all. There's over 700 videos here. I think you could learn a thing or two um, about what you're trying to learn. Uh, just do a search. If you want to have it lot video, you'd like to have it all just podcast format, you can do that too because this is uh, edited and put into podcast formula everywhere you like to get your podcasts. Or you can get them at saveyoursanitypodcast.com. So be thinking now, what? Did you get a reaction when you asked a question? Did your body kind of tense up? Have you been being asked outrageous questions? Well, let's... Think about how you want to respond to them and learn ways to respond that are in your best interest rather than in the hijack calls. So until we meet again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.